0: Don't make fear-based decisions. Mm -hmm. If you are always thinking about what you don't have and how it wouldn't work out or whatever, what you lack, you're always going to be limited, you know? But if you think about, okay, like, what if this is supposed to look different? What if I'm supposed to be outside of the box?
1: welcome to dream mentorship podcast dream mentorship is an international online community our podcast is for women who want more out of life who are ready to make a positive difference and who dare to dream listen for motivating conversations with industry bosses moms students and women in general who are thriving in life and business we are here to help you live your dream because your dream is valid Hello, everyone, and welcome to the
2: podcast. Of course, you know what it is. It is the Dream Mentorship Podcast. Today, we'll be talking about faith, business, and online content. To help us shed more light on blogging and creating online content, is our guest today, Jasmine Morris. Jasmine is a blogger and content strategist. She helps women of faith create purposeful and profitable content online. If you're a blogger or a wannabe blogger, this podcast is definitely for you. So I want you to turn up the volume wherever you are, because you would absolutely enjoy listening to this passionate Walt smith. That's what I call her. <laughs> and I think I'm going to call her that as well. Um, so we're going to jump right into it. Hello, Jasmine. Thank you for having me. Yes, you are. I mean, just the short period of time that I've had to chat with you. I like your bubbler spirit. I'm excited um, talking to you. So I'm going to start from the very beginning. Um, tell us a little bit about your growing up. because I want to hear a little bit about that and how you got to um, building content and creating content online.
0: Yeah, so... Um, like I said, I was born in Germany. My dad was in the army and so was my mom. And uh, they were stationed over there for about four years or so. So I don't remember much about Germany, but from there, you know, moved on to Texas, Virginia, Hawaii, Atlanta, and I've just kind of been all over. But um, growing up was definitely um, just a unique time for me because, you know, with you moving around so much, you really in any army brat can kind of relate to this but you kind of feel like you never belong to a place or you just really don't know like who you are because you're always starting over at different schools and just in um different like friendship groups and so um growing up I think my outlet my creative outlet was my safe Mm -hmm. place um so I was always writing I was always you know singing songs or dancing or doing something with the arts and then um pretty much like you know fast forward into middle school high school it started to kind of um the dream started to kind of be cultivated and I started to realize like wait I really do enjoy writing and I don't know what this is going to look like but um I know I want to do it. And so I'm so thankful for my parents because they really like fostered a place for me to kind of create. Um, I remember there was times where like growing up, my mom would um, let me play the piano, even though I didn't really know how to play it that well. She would play it and uh, she would write herself because she's a writer. My dad's a writer. And, um, you know, she would just get inspiration based on these, you know, terrible keys that I was probably Mm -hmm. playing. But. This really, um, again, fostered that that creative space for me. And then, you know, it kind of grew from okay,
2: there. Okay. So I'm going to follow up with that because I know how important the uh, influence of parents can be in a child's life. Um, just based on what yeah. you just shared with us with your mom letting you play the piano, um, do you feel like it kind of cultivated or encouraged you to have um, to start a degree in? Um, in communications and public relations or um, was it something that they all automatically told you because you know you hear parents say, you're going to be a doctor you're going to be a nurse and you all have that kind of conversation or they just you know said hey you can fly or do whatever you want to do what what was the situation with you
0: yeah I think my parents were very like opposite of that they were very like laid back i mean they wanted me to do well they wanted me and my siblings to do well but it was never like like you have to do it this way um which i now looking back i appreciate but also wish there was a little bit more structure but you know at the end of the day i still you know found the path that i was supposed to be on and so i'm thankful for that but Um, I think that influence of the free, the freedom that they gave me, um, to like do whatever I wanted to do, like enrolling in dance classes or whatever, writing, like that really inspired me to pursue, um, the communications degree, but also like just the natural resources that were around me in college. When I got introduced to my, you know, career advisor at UNA, they were like, Hey, you really like to write and you also want to work with, um the media um then you should probably you know maybe pursue this career and again I didn't know what it was going to look mm-hmm. like um and just like it's kind of funny now looking back on it I used to watch um the show The Hills, um and Lauren Conrad was in that show and I remember thinking like I just want to a job like her, like, you know, she works at Team Rogue, and so that also influenced me to pursue my communications awesome. degree. So,
2: um, like any other graduate, uh, you graduated, you you know, you're looking for a job in, corporate, in, the, in the corporate world, and following rejection after rejection in, from corporate jobs and years in retail management, you decided to create your own path, and that was how you started writing um, your career in writing in 2012. How did that passion ignite toward it is today.
0: Yeah, so um it definitely was like a snowball effect. Um I was writing in 2012, I think on well, I think yeah, Twitter and Tumblr was around. Um I think during that time and I just would put out, you know, all these different words that, you know, God would drop in my heart and, you know, it began this like um, like this, uh, you know, wave of influence and people just wanted more and I wanted to share more. So I definitely just found different outlets like my blog um, to kind of showcase my gift of writing and really just impact other people um, and influence them in that way. So um, I definitely know that I'm so grateful that I stuck with something like that um with blogging from 2012 because i am the type of person because i'm a creative where you know i'll be like oh i want to be this this day and like you know i want to be this tomorrow and you know blogging has just been like the most consistent thing um in my journey and i'm just so thankful because it's always you know brought me back to like my most authentic self. I
2: want to draw on something Um, that you just said. I was going to ask about your book, but before I get into that, um, you know, being a creative, you can jump around ideas a lot. I want you to share some tips to anyone listening right now who is like, I can totally relate. I have all these fantastic ideas and I want to do them all. How do you tell them to focus and just continue to be consistent in what they're doing and just stick, stick with it?
0: Yeah. Um, I think you have to really navigate what's what's most important to you right now. What's the highest priority? Um, I work with like my clients all the time and they come in, they're like, I think I want to monetize this or I want to do this. And I'm always asking them this one question, like, what is the highest priority to you right now? Is it making money? You know, nothing's wrong with that. Or is it, you know, you just want to build your brand out a little bit more. You kind of just have to be honest with yourself with what matters to you the most right now and then kind of take it from there. Um, I think a lot of people try to, you know, Mm -hmm. think too far ahead, like five years, 10 years down the road. And it's like, well, yeah, we're going to get there, but slow down just a second and like kind of figure out what matters to you the most right now, because typically whatever you kind of nurture right now is going to be the foundation for whatever it does come five years later. So, um, yeah, that, that's the first biggest thing that I would say to someone who's kind of all over the place. And then also the last thing I would say is like, you know, don't think that if you're pursuing one uh bucket where you have all your dreams that in this list like this one little bucket that you know all the other buckets Mm -hmm. won't get nurtured or get taken care of they will absolutely happen um in due season like there's so many dreams that i have um that i know i cannot do in 2020 like they just won't happen and i had to really just realize that from a practical standpoint that um I can't do that physically, mentally or spiritually. I cannot do that. So I think you just have to be honest with yourself. And then, like I said, go back to uh, the first point of like
2: what matters the most right now. And I love it. I love it. That's great. um, All right. So let's let's talk about your book. Uh, You've published um, your own book and you're actually working on your second book uh, for someone who's also published. I'm excited to hear about that. Tell me about your book. uh, What's what is about and where people can get it?
0: Thank you. Yeah. So um, my first book got published in 2017. Um, It's self-published and it's called Returning Home, Inviting Daughters Back to the Father. It's just really about the raw and realness of Christianity and how, you know, yes, you give your life to God and, you know, you pursue him, you pursue purpose, you pursue impacting other people. But like, what happens in between that? Like, you know, what happens to maybe the trauma that you dealt with as a child, like what happens when you don't want to pursue God, you know, what happens when you don't want to pray, you know, or, um, I also talk about like church hurt in there. And so like a lot of the conversation is about like my story and how I returned back to God after I gave my life to God, which sounds crazy. But, um, you know, I talked about that. And then I talked about roadblocks, um, that kind of cross our paths when we're, trying to pursue God um, and how you can like navigate those roadblocks and get around them and really like wholeheartedly pursue God and see God rightly and see yourself Mm -hmm. rightly. So that's kind of the just that book. You can get it on Amazon and also Books A Million, um, Barnes and Noble's website. So you all
2: heard her. Go and check out her book. I want to um, put a pause a little bit on something that she said kind of move a little bit um, from our traditional interview on Python. And I'll talk to you about church hurts um, because I know a lot of people who probably struggle with this. And this is the reality people, you know, you go to church or you say you're Christian and, and then you get hurt. And then you're like, Oh, I'm out of this church. And or you go to another church or, you know, there is that, um, I don't want to call it a trend, but it's something that is seen in the Christian community a lot and sometimes people don't even want to acknowledge that it does exist but when people are hurt it can damage a lot more than they even you know want to admit to themselves so I'm glad that you you wrote about that can you talk about that some more
0: yeah um so there's just so many different angles with that. I mean, I've definitely experienced, you know, church hurt. I know what it feels like. And so, you know, my heart definitely goes out to anybody listening who may be straight away from God mm-hmm. because of that. Um, I think um, the biggest lesson and I guess the biggest thing that I can share at this point um, after going through so much healing is like you have to separate people from God, you have to really, like, be sure that you're seeing God rightly in every season, um, just because if you don't, if you, you know, maybe, like, put someone on a pedestal, you idolize them, whatever, and they're in ministry or whatever, and they, you know, they hurt you, then it's like, that wound really goes down deep, because you really, like, placed them almost, you know, above God at that point. And so, it's like, I think it's just, for me, it's been about being free from the bondage that you can get in with people and like making sure that I'm not intimidated by anybody because I think where that intimidation comes from or like where you are fearful of people or like you're idolizing them like I said I think that's where um you start to really um like you know kind of take God off the throne and now you're looking to people to like fulfill you mm-hmm. and to heal you and to be that source and it's it was never created to be that way like god put people in ministry like pastors and church leaders and in, in in those positions to steward or yeah to steward their callings and to steward like you know his his holy spirit and like the word and all those things but it was never supposed to be like you know your mm-hmm. ultimate source and so anyways i say i say i just say that i would love um, for people to just kind of, uh, separate the two, like, you know, God is God and he's perfect. And then people, yes, you're, perfect.
2: you're absolutely correct. And, uh, I, I want to, um, kind of stay on that a little bit, not necessarily the church hurts, but in terms of your writing, uh, a lot of the content you create, you create, is, um, you know, geared towards, um, profit, um, Um, What's the word, Um, (laughs) like creating profit with what you're doing or, you know, conveying purposeful writing that's what I was trying to say Uh, making sure that you're intentional Mm -hmm. about how you write what content you create Um, um, how how can you how do you explain that part of your life especially that you are a believer um, to say you know what I am a believer I'm not ashamed of it and I still want to be able to create create content that is profitable and purposeful that people can um, benefit from?
0: Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Um, You know, I get that question a lot, actually, because people, I don't know, for whatever reason, think like when you're a believer and, and I used to think this way, so I understand it. But like, when you're a believer you can only like be in one box and like if you come outside of that box mm-hmm. like you're wrong you know like or you're of the world or you you know you're operating in evil or whatever and i just had to learn um in this past two years like that's really not what mm-hmm. god intended for us like he really wants us to be able to be used by him and give him glory in all spaces um and so that includes entrepreneurship and so it was hard in the beginning i'm not gonna lie just because i always had the mindset of like servanthood and not mm-hmm. asking for a whole lot yes. like, you know like <laughs> don't do that that's the devil don't do that um but i you know had to learn um you know through hard seasons like god cares about my well-being you know jeremiah 29 and 11 says that um, you know, he has plans for our good, you know, and our well being. And like that means our lives and our in its totality mm-hmm. like our health, our finances, our bills, our debt, like everything. And so, if God is God and he's so creative himself, you know, it makes sense that he would put in his sons and daughters creative gifts so that they can also be profitable and purpose-driven. And so my heart now is like to, now that I've gotten that revelation, I want to like bring other, you know, faith-based women and men along this journey of learning and unlearning some things about God, about our yes, creative gifts. that's awesome.
2: Yay. Okay. So I want to shift girls a little bit and kind of talk about something amazing. Um, basically, I want to talk about your Forbes magazine um, council board member recognition and um, your mentoring, that season of mentoring for you. What's that experience like? And do you care to share um, this individual, if it's public, um, you know, if it's available for anyone to know?
0: Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if he'll, if he'll mind me shouting him out, but it's (laughs) fine. You know, he, he's an awesome guy. And so I will, I'll leave his name out of here, but, um, you know, that experience and that story was just, you know, nothing but God, um, you know, and just long story short, you know, it was, he reached out to me in a season where I didn't have any, I didn't have a job. I was in about like a six or seven month period of just like quietness of just trying to figure out what I wanted to do um, what I wanted my career path to look like and I remember getting rejection letter after rejection letter so imagine like your email full of no's and then you get this one yes from someone who has such a large influence and so um the the way that happened is I was in Dallas Texas because I was convinced that I was supposed to be over there. And I was convinced that there was going to be a corporate job that kind of mirrored what I'm doing right now, like in a corporate space over there in Dallas, Texas. And so I went over there and then got shot down with nose. And so I was like, okay, like, what am I going to do now? And then I had a conversation or I was in an interview with a, another company. And it was an Uh, admin job. And, um, you know, I'm pretty good with administration, but I'm not great at it. But um, I interviewed for it because obviously I didn't have a job. And, you know, he was very open and welcoming to have me in the interview. And in the middle of the interview, he just asked me this one, like, blunt question that threw me off. He was like, you know, I appreciate your time. Like, but what would you like to do if you could do anything in in this world? Like, and wake up every single day and do this one thing. What is that one thing? And um, I was just like, administration. You know, just <laughs> trying to get the job bill. Um, in my heart, I'm thinking like, I don't really want to do this. But um, he, you know, kind of like gently, you know, let me down and was just basically saying, you know, you are doing an amazing job with your courses, your blogs, your platform, like keep going basically. And from that point on, I just like decided like, I don't know what it's going to look like. I feel crazy, but I'm just going to put on LinkedIn, on my resume, everywhere. I'm going to say, I'm a digital content creator. I'm a digital writer. And I'm just going to own it. And then, like, February of 2019, things completely shifted. I had all those rejection letters in my email, but then I got the message from um, the Forbes Council Board member, and he was just saying, hey, I see you're a writer, (laughs) and I see that you are a content creator, and I'm looking for that. I want to work with independent content creators and writers, and I would." just talk to you and I I was just like this can't be real you know um, but it was, yes, it was
2: definitely that's God. an amazing story that's really inspiring and I love about dream mentorship that we do is you know telling everyone to pursue their dreams but there's something that you say that I, I believe that I know is really important. People are not quick to admit that. Uh, you want a job, so you're going to say anything to get that job, but it, it's not really what you want. Uh, and I'm glad that you were able to pull that out. So I want you to inspire anyone listening to just go for that thing that they are great at to focus more on their strengths um, rather than their weaknesses like you mm-hmm. said not everyone is great at administration you don't have to force yourself um, to be an administrator or you know whatever other career it, it is um, based on what everybody expects you to be or based on the degree you got from college mm-hmm. and you're like oh well i went through college i have all the student loans to pay back um so there's no way i'm going to deviate from that but you know you're not passionate about that you're not you don't love it um so how what what do you what can you say to them to inspire them or encourage them to say you know what just go for your dream it might be crazy but just stick to it
0: yes i mean i think you said it perfectly like all all the things that you said as not you know Uh, like focusing on your strengths or focusing on your strengths. um, That's definitely a great point. But I would also say, you know, don't make fear based decisions. Mm -hmm. You know, if you if you are always thinking about what you don't have, and how it wouldn't work out, or whatever, what you lack, you're always going to be limited, you know, but if you think about, okay, like, what if this is supposed to look different? What if I'm supposed to be outside of the box? You know, um, I think that's where you're going to start to see the more, more resources and more connections. Um, and so I would say, that yeah, build on your strengths. Um, just don't make fear-based, fear-based decisions. Um, um, and what I mean by that is, like you know, like you were saying, you have all these student loans, and you know, you think about money, 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 um, but maybe overlooking an opportunity that may be for you. um, And you just don't you just don't realize you just haven't knocked on that door yet. So I would just encourage people to like explore their strengths. And then also be relentless in knocking on different doors. Because sometimes it's that door that, again, looks like a little different. It maybe it's like, not what you thought it was going to look like, but it's literally going to lead you similar to the, you know, the Forbes council board member. It's literally going to lead you onto the path that you need to be on so that you can actually have the clarity of what your career path is supposed to look like. But yeah, most of all, what you say, like, pursue your dreams, like don't be afraid, like just go out there and say, Hey, I want to pursue this. Like, this is what I want to do. And don't worry about anyone co-signing on it because I mean, my parents are probably gonna listen to this later, but they did not Mm co-sign on a lot of things that I was doing in the beginning of my entrepreneurship. They were like, you know, yes, this Forbes guy reached out to you, but like, can you pay your bills, you know? And now, you know, they're like, oh, Jasmine, we're so proud Mm -hmm. of you. (laughs) you just you have to just keep going and
2: believe in yourself absolutely yes well y'all you've heard how you've heard jasmine it's been such a time chatting with her and talking with her about digital storytelling and content creation online and blogging and faith of course that that was a fun um, part of our conversation today and very inspiring So um, if you enjoyed this podcast, I want to encourage you to please find Jasmine and follow her on Instagram. Also check out her books on Amazon or any other place that you buy your books from. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for joining us today on the podcast. It was absolutely wonderful getting to talk with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. For yeah. Having me. Well, you are, you've heard it. Until next time, um, this is Dream Mentorship Podcast, and this was fun talking with you all. The, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, and um, follow us as well. Um, and we would definitely love to connect some more with you. Thank you, Ed, for um, making this podcast happen. Uh, Ed is our. You know, Podcast management intern, and always a pleasure to have her um, do her thing right here on our podcast. All right, until next time, people.
1: See ya! Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Dream Mentorship Podcast with our host Mac Jane Creighton. If you like our show and would like to learn more, you may check us out at dreammentorship.org. This podcast was edited and produced by Edie Frederick. Remember to join us next week for more female empowerment.